What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Quake Show Show. I'm your host, Hunter Taubes. This week on the pod, we got a very special guest, Coach Schwartz, but he sort of hijacked, I guess is the right word, my podcast and tried to make it his own. Um, So I'll leave that there. That interview will be coming up a little bit, not really an interview, more of a conversation that leads into any topic that you could think of while also talking about absolutely nothing. So that's that. Um, all right, so first we've got a couple quick updates before we get into the interview conversation with Coach Schwartz. Everyone in the bubble is still practicing. Velocities keep climbing up slowly. Batters look like they're getting ready to hit, getting ready to compete. You know, it looks like a, just a bunch of, you know, it looks like a pack of hungry wolves out there just ready to go, ready to get this season underway. Next up, we got the Penn Baseball Golf outing down in South Carolina when we head down there for our opening weekend against the Gamecocks. You can reach out to Todd Roth and Steve Gable, whose information will be in the podcast description. They're handling everything. So if you're interested in participating, reach out to them and they will accommodate you. And here's a conversation I had with Coach Schwartz, pitching coach, University of Pennsylvania. All right. I'm here with pitching. Welcome, everyone, to The The Quake Show. I'm your host. You got that wrong. Josh. I got one wrong. It's the Quick Show show, not the the Quick Show. Well, this is my uh, this is my show. Okay. It's called the the Quick Show. Today we have a special guest on the program, our very own social media mogul, Hunter Tobbs. Thanks for having me, Coach. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, Hunter. Social media, social media mogul. How does it feel to be described as a small lump? I thought I was interviewing you. <laughs> I thought I was in I, I thought I was interviewing you. Okay, this is my first time as an interviewer. Okay. I'm a bit nervous. So let's just go rapid fire, Hunter. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Favorite movie? Uh Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Favorite carnival food. Favorite carnival food? I like cotton candy. Nice. Candy or fried Oreos or fried Oreos. fried Oreos. We were talking about that the other day. You make them at home for the kids. <laughs> Favorite, and you have to sing it, Trumpeter's Ballad during a Mets game. Is that good? <laughs> Favorite living archaeologist. Indiana Jones? Does that count? <laughs> Favorite podcast outside of the, the Quake Show. Uh, probably called Baseball is Dead. It's DraftKings baseball podcast. It's interesting. With Dallas Braden, he threw a perfect game that one. Yes, time. he did. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Don't try to slow down my questions. <laughs> Favorite coach on the Penn staff? Coach Schwartz. Let's go. Wordle in two. <laughs> okay. All right. That's about all I have. No more Tom Fullery. Okay. Tom Fullery. Can I interview you now? Tom Fullery. Tom Fullery. What's the etymology of Tom Fullery? It's, I'll look it up. It's one this one guy, Tom, was really silly. I'll look at it. All right. That's all I have. Okay. Can I go? Yeah. You get a turn. <laughs> okay. Can we talk pitching? Absolutely. All right. Uh, so, Coach, you hold a really cool and interesting record when you were pitching um, in college. Do you want to tell us about that? 
Oh, yeah. Um, it was a long time ago. I won. Uh, it's an NCAA record. I won 37 games in a row. Uh, it's not, there were some no decisions mixed in. But 37, 37 straight wins decisions. Track, as wins without a loss. Um, it was really neat. It lasted a really long time. It lasted just over three college seasons. Uh, it became tedious with uh, superstitions and Building pressure that maybe didn't have to be there every time out, but uh, it was it was a really neat ride, lucky ride. Yeah, definitely you have to be a little lucky too, at some points to get everyone. Oh my god, I can remember so many moments, especially in my senior year. Um, we I stunk. Well, I, I actually thought I executed fairly well, but I I got caught on the bad end of results and um, gave up some runs, and and uh, it was kind of neat because one of my players came to me after the after my outing was over and we were not ahead, and he <laughs> said, "We're not going to let you lose." And said, okay, yeah. glad to hear it. Cool. <laughs> and we came back and I won. So you pitched at Rowan, yeah. and that's where you met Coach Urko. Well, yes, we keep... no. um, He recruited me at Rowan when right. he was a coach there, um, and we never, I never got to play under him, only because he took a job at Duke when I arrived on campus the year, or excuse me, the summer before I arrived on campus. So I got recruited by him, but never got to play for him. Gotcha. So now it's kind of a cool full circle that you've been coaching with him for all these years now. Yeah, yeah. Known him now for a long time. Um, very happy to work for him. Uh, he's a great boss. Um, and hopefully we can we can continue to build the program, which is, has been headed in the right direction for quite a while now. Mm. Yeah, building off last year, led the Ivy Leagues in plenty of pitching sets right talk about you know you lose your number one and number two and Kevin AC Joe Miller one to a grad transfer one to the MLB draft to the Detroit Tigers and Joe Miller what's sort of the, the plan I guess to rebound from that losing your Friday and Saturday starters technically and then um going into this year what's your sort of plan it's certainly an interesting preseason um mostly from an unknown standpoint mm -hmm. experience uh specifically in more of the the frontline starter roles. Uh, I do not, as good as those guys were and successful for us, I do not think we um, dropped in talent. Uh, we've had some pitchers improve and we've had some arms waiting in the wings that uh, are full of talent. I, I feel very comfortable with our depth. I'm very happy we could probably run 15 different arms out on a given day and uh, I'd expect uh, them to compete for outs. Uh, and have pitches and, and arsenals that, that can match up well and get outs. Um, we're a little green in experience um, from the standpoint of getting through an order a couple times. Um, so it looks like we'll be pretty solid up front with Ellen Cody and Cole Zafiro, who have had some experience and success throwing multiple innings. And then we have to find a Sunday starter. Uh, and maybe a middle of the game long reliever. Uh, once we find those two things and th those roles are settled in, I feel pretty strong about the group. Yeah, the talent is definitely there. Um, you know, everyone is really good in the bubble right now. Everyone looks like the velocities are right around where they should be for this time of year. It looks like breaking balls look good, all that kind of stuff. So let's go over to a little bit of music now. Huh. <laughs> Hold on. All right. Tom Foolery. Coach, this is my podcast. I found the etymology. Okay. Thomas Ben Smith became known for his hijinks That's... on a voyage across the Atlantic in 1904 to America. Upon his arrival at Ellis Island, Tom played one more trick by signing the entry book log as Thomas Foolery. Unfortunately, and unbeknownst to Tom, 
citizenship laws of the time used the Ellis Island data as one's official name by law. And the name and term Tom Fullery was born. You wouldn't have guessed that one. No, definitely not. So a silly guy named Tom. I like to play with some pranks. Yeah, that's why I named my son Thomas, actually. After yeah, that story. No, that, no, I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> so you're always singing at practice. But it doesn't matter what genre. Like today, you were singing the Black Eyed Peas. But is that right? Yeah, let's get it started. You were. Singing. Did we find out what year that came out? I think like two thousand. I had a four, two thousand five. Right? I had a six to eight guess going. The Black Eyed Peas, by the way, are great in concert. Are they? Yeah, I saw them at Central Park a bunch of years ago. Let's see what. What were you singing? I don't remember. I think you're singing. Let's get it started, right? I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So where does your love of music come from? Because you sing whatever genre. Oh I don't know. My family, uh my family's musical. There's okay. no doubt about that. Um like my father was in a band, and I remember as a young child uh, being experiencing that a little bit. Uh my sister went to college for music originally. She managed the Walnut Street Theater for a while. Um, so there's music in the family. I don't know. I like it. Music's exciting. It's fun. It gets stuck in your brain and then it comes out in my mouth. <laughs> Usually how it goes for most, uh, for most musicians, right? Most singers. All right. We'll go back to baseball. Last year we had Christian Scafidi back with the staff after he was an undergrad here, one of the Ivy League Pitcher of the Year. What was it like for you to sort of work with him now almost as a peer and a colleague as opposed to coaching him? Uh, it, it fell in line fairly easily. I guess Christian played for me and really succeeded. Mm -hmm. um, so I think when that is the case, it's it's fairly easy for someone to come back into your system, uh, know the methods and believe in the methods because they obviously worked for him. Um, and at that point, he was very quickly just an extension of of our pitching staff and our pitching coaching staff. Um, it was a big help for me. It was really fun. And, and I was very proud to have him along. Uh, um, Christian as a player, his excitement for the game <laughs> and his selflessness and his uh, enthusiasm about team were contagious. And that carried over to him as a coach. So he was a big benefit for us last year, I thought. Um, not to mention just giving up some workloads um, we were able to be very efficient uh, throughout practice, the practice year. Uh, and that benefits everyone when you have a staff of 20, 20 men. Yeah, it seems like he was always high energy and really helping out. I mean, I know you have a bunch of things that you want to talk about. So I'll, I'll let you sort of get into that. I don't have much I want to talk about. Okay. Let me think. Um, I like television. Yeah. We can get into Netflix. You know. um, the Bill Maher shows back after several weeks off to okay. end their season. So the new season is starting off strong. That's a big favorite of mine. Okay. I say, do you have a favorite Netflix show right now? Favorite Netflix show. Uh, you're, or what are you currently binging? Unfortunately, I binge Netflix at such a high rate. <laughs> I don't even have time to reflect on what I've watched. You're just right on to the next one. Yeah. So... Um, I guess the most recent show I watched was two seasons of a show called Altered Carbon, which is right in my wheelhouse. It's um, a lot of cheap action, 
sci sci-fi futuristic. Um, you know, the acting's probably subpar. Right. But I don't really care as long as there's there's karate kicks flying and gunshots, guns, yeah. and all kinds of brainless activity going on. Now, the show Kaleidoscope just came out, where you could watch in any order. And I did. I watched it in any order. Okay. What What was your thoughts of that as someone who avid Netflix binge watcher, watching it in any random order? What you know? What was that sort of for like you? Um, it was interesting. I wondered the whole time if the show would be better in a different order, and I just got caught with us with, with a, a bad order. With a bad order. Uh, like so, you think there, you think there is a order that would make the most sense? I think there's. I think it, they did a decent job of making all order. I assume I only watched it once in one order, so uh, I assume they did a good job of making a bunch of orders make sense. But I also assumed that there was one order that was probably better for the flow of the show than the others. Um, I don't think the show was great. So that I don't think that was my order, which leaves you at a little bit of a weird crossroads because I want to watch it in a different order to find out if there are better methods. However, it wasn't good enough for me to watch it. Try, try watching it in a different so order. I don't know if that, if that uh, plan by them worked. Would you recommend it? Maybe. So I should make you maybe would tell me maybe to watch it. Awesome. Okay. Very not definitive, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so after you're playing um, at Rowan, you were drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals. Correct. You played one year in their minor league system. Correct. What was that experience like? Where were you playing? You know, some of the guys that you interacted with and played with. What was that whole experience like? That was oh, it was cool. Um, I was in Johnson City, Tennessee. Um, Pro ball and college ball are, are fairly different, or at least at, at the time, which is almost 20 years ago now. They were very different. So it was very neat for me to see what pro baseball was like. And I definitely took some things from that that I was not exposed to in the college game. Mm -hmm. uh, there were moments where I was just uber happy to have a job in baseball where the sun is setting and it's a half hour before game time and I'm in the bullpen starting my routine. Um, and I realized that was my profession at the time. That was really cool. It didn't work out. I had a subpar fastball. I had no velocity and I tricked them as long as I could. Um, but finally they caught on and, uh, and that was the end of that. Cool. Cool experience though. Oh, it was an awesome experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you get to play baseball, right? So I couldn't complain too much about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask something else. I'll cut this part out. Um, Don't cut it out. Let it roll. I'm not. No, this is just dead it's time. Dead air time. Who's yeah. listening? I, the people who listen to this podcast aren't going to be happy. No, this is my podcast. It's, okay, so ask another Slightly question. Slightly piggyback title. Do you have another question? The The Boyk Show. Yeah. I have several questions. Okay. 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 One. Yeah. How does TikTok work? In what respect? Say I wanted to TikTok. To make a TikTok or to watch TikTok. Are you looking to make a TikTok? I'm thinking about diving into the TikTok world. Okay. And making videos. Yeah. Okay. Do I have to save it on OneDrive? <laughs> no. 
You can, you don't, you don't have to. If you really want to put your TikToks in your OneDrive, which was a huge issue last week, uh-huh. the OneDrive, but we figured it out. Okay. Well, um, I, you figured it out. I still have no clue how to do it. It's okay. But I appreciate your help. Um, but back to TikTok, you can, this is real news. Yeah. I heard recently, this yeah. is true, that a major university in the South uh, banned TikTok. I wouldn't be surprised. All their, so are you worried as a, as a youth in the college world, are you worried that your TikTok usage is soon to be at an end? See, I only use TikTok here. I don't have a personal account. You don't play TikTok on your own? I don't TikTok myself. What no. do you do? I watch the Instagram reels. Oh, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. I heard someone say recently that Instagram is is the most troubling for mental health of the uh, social media sites. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. True. How's your health? I'm fine. It's good to hear. How are you? It's fine. Okay. 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 I got a hip. You got a hip. And you're worried about pitching. Worried about pitching. I'm not worried about Instagramming. You want Instagram? I don't. I think I have one. I do. I honestly do think I have one, but I wouldn't know how to get on it. Instagram.com. I'm more of a tweeter type. Just like like Twitter.com. Well, I crossed out. Oh, yes. Coach Schwartz Schwartz does not have the Twitter app. He just goes to Twitter.com. For good reason. I believe it. They can still track you. To lessen the addiction to the product. Fair. I blocked Elon Musk the other day. Blocked your own Twitter. I thought that was kind of cool that you could block him. It made me like him more that I could block him on his own platform. platform. Thought that was neat. So TikTok. Right back to TikTok. You take a video. Uh huh. You take multiple videos. Okay. You put them on one. Yeah. Whoa, you're ahead of me here. You could play music over it. Oh, I like that part. Yeah. Any song you want that TikTok has. So you could put it on a Black Eyed Peas song, like we were talking before. Mm -hmm. And then you hit post. That's it. It's simple. And it goes away after seven seconds. That's Snapchat. Maybe that's the one I was talking about. That's Snapchat. Okay. You could now, but on Snapchat, you can set the time limit to infinity so it doesn't go away. Really? Yeah. No, that was that's that's a new thing. That's a new relative. When first Snapchat first started, it was only seven. Who would seconds. make an infinity long video? Well, with a battery. Snapchat's most. That's not you know. It's not. Heck of it. You have to be plugged in constantly. Yeah. So TikTok, it's pretty easy. TikTok's pretty easy. Do you think they're going to get rid of gas ovens? I mean stoves. <laughs> would it be the worst thing if they did? I, I, I think it would be the worst thing, but like you can't mandate gas stoves, can you? I don't know. It's a tricky world, Hunter. It's like the AP was trying to was telling you that you shouldn't use the to categorize a group of people. Ah, like the the, the quake show. Yeah, not really. Similar. Hmm. <laughs> not really. Way different. Totally different. No, they were saying like you shouldn't use it to like describe the French, and that was like. No. Oh, okay. It was weird. This whole weird thing. About that. Yeah. The I, I, like the, there was an article about the article. The, the, yes. the article, the. Duh. Everyone was giving them backlash. It was funny. It was funny. I can't wait till you edit this and realize. What if I just don't edit it? What if I just. 
And I'm so upset that you just rattled off an archaeologist's name. I thought I was going to get you. I stuck. said Indiana Jones. It's, you know, it's not a real one. It's the only fly with a fake. You said a living archaeologist. I thought maybe you'd come up with the uh, the guy from Jurassic. That was my other option. <laughs> um, Alan well, Grant. Uh, I say or Laura Dern's character. <laughs> So anyway, back to Netflix. Yeah. What have you watched recently? Recently, I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld. Oh my! Do you not goodness. like Seinfeld? Coach Yerkow and Coach Santella love Seinfeld. Yeah, I do not. They believe because of this one simple dislike that I just hate everything that's popular in the world. Where you're somewhat true. It's but, not. It's not cool to hate popular things. Cool. I don't care about that. I know. I'm just saying. I don't like Seinfeld because it doesn't make me laugh. That's fair. So I try to. I do like, um, what's the other one that's like Seinfeld? Curb Your Enthusiasm. I like Curb Your Enthusiasm. enthusiasm. That, that one makes me laugh, but Seinfeld never does. Who's your favorite character? Kramer. Kramer. I think he he's the funniest character in the show. He's nuts, isn't he? Yeah. Always comes running in asking for Chinese food. Have you ever watched the show Bluey? No. It's a children's it's show. It's a children's show. It's, it's a recent children's oh, so show. Why funny. would I have watched that? That's a good point. But when you have children, okay. go back through the archives and watch, and watch Bluey. it. It has great dad humor. It's really good. Is it like dad humor that's like corny wordplay joke set? Because I know you <laughs> like a wordplay joke. But or is it like no, or is it like hidden humor that's really meant for adults? Uh, like some Disney movies that have that. It's yeah. No, it's it's more dad humor because the kids do understand the dad jokes, um, but they are funny to adults. Right. It's very good. Not to mention a very good heartwarming message for uh, for most of the episodes. So it's it's instructional okay. in a way. Yeah, that's Bluey. Character. By the way. Yeah, it's Australian. Is it? Do they speak Aust- with an Australian accent? Yes. Yes. Speaking of Australian, let's talk about the Australian Open. Sure. Because I do love tennis. Yes. Did you follow that? Barely. A little bit. I usually follow the U.S. Open and Wimbledon. Those are the two I watch. So every time that either Novak Djokovic or Rafa Nadal wins a major. Yeah. Who's your favorite tennis player? Who's your favorite tennis player? Hold on. I'll get to that because that's a hard question. Okay. Okay. The debate rages on about who the best tennis player of all time is. For a while, Federer was in the conversation, but um, he has 20 majors, and the other two, Djokovic and Nadal, now both sit at 22 majors. So they have surpassed him. 22 significantly each. In, yes, each. And they've surpassed him enough to where it seems like he's being left out of the conversation more often than he Djokovic has 22 majors? They also have a better head-to-head um record against Federer. Okay. So, you know, if you just take those two metrics, it's fairly easy to say that those two are better than Federer. Now you went to favorite tennis player. I don't know the answer to this. Okay. My favorite tennis player is different for different reasons. I like Federer's game from a prettiness to watch standpoint. I like Nadal's game from a grittiest player standpoint. And then if you ask me who's ever played the best tennis of all time, I would say Djokovic. Okay. So my 
arguably closest to Djokovic as the best player of all time. Okay. But if you tell me it's Rafa, I'm not going to get mad. Okay. My favorite Rafa. I always liked watching him. Left-hander. Yep. Always had the, this headband. Sweaty always headband. Had, sweaty headband. Had a lot of, is very quirky. Has some ticks. Yeah. Um, but man, he is a grinder. That, that is one, one mentally tough dude. Yeah. What about Serena? You like watching Serena? Serena. Well, her time has 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 gone mm-hmm. now, but uh, Serena was was something else. I never thought this is a weird thing to say. Okay. So Serena's cut- the best female tennis player of all time. Yeah. She's also probably the greatest female athlete of all time. That's probably true. Katie Ledecky's up, yeah. up there, right? Yeah. Serena, though. You know her uncle owns her uncle. Was the Islanders? Katie Ledecky? No, I did she not. She was always at the games, yeah. Really? Yeah. You're an Islanders fan? Yes. They just got a new barn. They did. It's awesome. It's nice? It's great. UBS Arena. I didn't know until just last year that they called Hockey Arena barn. Some of them do. What were you saying about Katie Ledecky? I don't remember, but I was she... saying something about Serena. Oh, Serena was so dominant. Yeah. That I am shocked she somehow didn't even win more. And I hope that's not a knock on her. No. She, she's the best player uh, of all time. But sometimes she was so much better than the other players. I didn't think anyone would, would beat ever beat her. Yeah. Ever. Did you watch King Richard, the movie about? Yes. It was good, right? Yes. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, that 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 who Will, Will Smith's character, he really slaps. It's, uh, oh, he was King Richard. Oh. That's a that's a that's, so that's out of taste. Ago. That's out of taste. <laughs> what else should we talk about? Uh, do you have anything else to you want to talk about? No, I'm glad I found out where the term tomfoolery comes from. I was if thinking, I had to do yeah. All right, here's a question. Okay. For both of us. Sure. Um, I thought about this recently. You're about done school. Mm-hmm. So if you had to do a major all over again that was not your own, what would you choose? Can I think about it? Do you have an answer? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, so tell me your answer. I don't know how absolute this answer is. I'll, I'll think about mine. What I came to uh, most recently, I was listening to, um, I'm going to forget his name now. He's a he's a linguistics, uh, John McWhorter. I was listening to John McWhorter, who I like, and he's a linguistic, linguistics. Uh, kind That's of why you're not familiar with linguistics. <laughs> linguistics professor <laughs> at Columbia. And I think I enjoy words and i enjoy the history of words so i think that would be a neat one to go back right. and do over i would say probably history i really enjoyed like history classes in high school okay what what would be your favorite of history class? u.s u.s history u.s crushed it U.S. Yeah. Maybe more chance yeah i crushed the ap u.s history exam nice yeah like a three but that was <laughs> but like that was good that was good for me that was good for me i was certain you were about to do no. a five no, no no i think i got a three <laughs> I'm not that smart. Yeah, sure you are. <laughs> Don't do yourself a disservice. Yeah. U.S. history. What was your favorite part of? Let me give me a give me a, a fifty year span. I really like the birth of the country. So like seventeen sixty to eighteen ten. Okay. Up to the World War of eighteen twelve. Okay, so that's like, fair. Yeah, really like the revolution. I think that's really interesting. Interesting. Stuff. I heard something recently mm-hmm. that I'd never considered before because I always looked at it from an American perspective um, of how you feel like it was a victory and it was good for us, obviously, that we won independence. 
from Great Britain. I think I saw this too, what you're but about to say. Also really good for the economics of Great Britain. Because mm -hmm. I believe at the time that while they didn't message it this way, that um, America was like a, a little bit of a failed business venture. Yes, yeah, so sort of like a bird. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense to me. But I thought that was cool. I never thought about it in that regard. Well, then they also went over and took over half the other part of the world after that, after they lost America. They just figured they, they just direction. Yeah, and just go other places. Yeah, yeah. So it did work out for Britain in the long haul. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And they had Andy Murray, who just retired. Yeah, good tennis player. So that's nice for them. First British guy to win Wimbledon in a long time. For a long time. I remember watching that. That was cool. It was cool. I was at Wimbledon. I went I went to the site. I was, didn't go oh, to the Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that is one of the bucket listers for me. You'd go to see a match there? To see Wimbledon, yeah, the tournament there. Yeah. What do you got on the bucket list? I'd say that's probably up there. Say World Baseball Classic I want to go to. Ooh. I love that. We're hoping that we scaff. Scaff is yeah. in the world baseball. So class. he might be pitching for Team Italy because he's got dual citizenship or something. Correct. And he played in Italy yep. professionally last summer and and pitched for Team Italy um, last summer. So he is going to Arizona to try out for the World Baseball Classic yep. Team Italy. So that should be cool. Hopefully, he gets on the team. He said that he likes his odds. He likes his odds. He's throwing the ball well right yep. now. His velocity is popping a little bit and. Uh, you know, I don't ever doubt Christian Scafidi. He's got a he's got a competitive streak that that is not always paralleled by most players. Mm -hmm. Back to the Revolutionary War uh -huh. and George Washington. Correct. So I brought this up in the office maybe last week. Uh -huh. You know, George Washington didn't know that dinosaurs existed. That's right. I heard that. Um, yeah. I think dinosaurs were discovered like ten years after he died. Right. Which is which means that anyone that died in the year of George Washington did not know that dinosaurs existed. Yeah. That's an interesting concept. It's a weird perspective of time. It is. I wonder if there are things that are going to be commonplace knowledge After. that we never knew existed. Yeah. Like what? Predict it out. Space travel. Like in-depth space oh, travel. Oh yeah. Like, I'm, I don't understand how they think I'm they a big as far I'm a, as they can get. I'm a big space guy. How about infinite Snapchat city They do that already. Well, like they I can show you right now. I can they show you right now. They but, don't have the battery look, capability. I'll show you right now. Everlasting gobstop. So this how is about that. This is Snapchat, right? That's the camera. I take a picture and you see the stopwatch right there. This is not gonna be great audio. Yeah, it's on no limit right now. Yeah. So I could send it and there's not going to be a limit on it. But you could also change the time. See? To one second. To one Why second. Why would you send a one second video? Uh, it's it's a picture or or a video. The video Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? I was going to ask you that. I think the Eagles might have it in the bag. Speaking of the Eagles. What about them? We recently discovered that you might have taught Hassan Reddick. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, maybe I taught, I did my student teaching, and then I did a long-term sub teaching gig at a place called Haddon Heights in New Jersey. And I just found out recently that that's where he attended and during the time I was there. So it's certainly feasible that I had him in class. I yeah. definitely was around him in the gym. Uh, I'm glad he didn't tackle me, I guess. I don't <laughs> I don't know, but I I thought that was neat to find out. Yeah, definitely cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm glad I'm a coach now. I'm not a teacher. Yeah. 
I think the Eagles are going to win. I think they should. Mahomes is banged up. Oh, yeah. He's pretty good. He's really good. Jalen Hurts uh, is really good, though, too. It's going to be interesting to watch. I think even when when you think one team's going to win, it's still only like a 60 to 40 type proposition. So yeah. I th- hopefully the birds win. Everybody around here will be fired up. Yeah, that'd be fun. I thought I thought the Niners were going to give them a bit better of a game. That game was terrible. That game wasn't good. It's hard when you you are down to a quarterback that is not is not uh, well. He wasn't on any teams at the beginning of the year. Like mm-hmm. the, there was probably some reasoning for that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's hard to be a fourth string quarterback right. and succeed, and then uh, and then it's also hard to be a quarterback without an arm. Yeah. So so they didn't really have much chance there, and the Eagles were superior. Yeah, the Eagles were the better team. You want some halal cart today? Uh, maybe. You want some halal cart today? I, I want it every day. It is really so good. I have to talk myself out of it yeah. in those days. It is really good. All right, let's go get lunch. Okay. All right. Okay, well, in there. How do you, <laughs> yeah, how do you, how do you sign these things off? Um, do you want right, to? Thank yeah. you for today on The Dot Quick Show. With uh, your special guest, Hunter Taub. Taub. No, it's it's Taub's. It's Taub's. No one gets it right. Yeah, no. It's okay. I get it right half the time. Yeah. I like Taub's. It's like you're Hunter Taub's, but you're Coach Taub's. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll close it up there. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> Quick show on three, one, two, three. Quick show.